0: I learned she was going to be there at Arrowhead for her debut appearance. Her first
1: game, yeah. Right.
0: So I knew all week, or four or five days ahead of time, and I had to sit on it.
1: Well, we're back in New York. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you on again. Courtside Club Season 2, Jordan Schultz, OG back on the show. Yeah,
0: I was uh I was early cuz I came on in August of 23 22. 22, yeah. Yeah. So when it was warmer. It was it was, it was beautiful Yeah. Like, I think i came in and i had a t-shirt on (laughs) now it's you know multiple layers i feel like i'm going skiing and like you you
1: look lovely though you You look like very professional put together a lot has happened in a year too
0: yeah absolutely (laughs) you look awesome too thank you it's a good look for you (laughs) it's it's very it's very new york
1: York, uh, yeah it's like new york trendy (laughs) yeah um but no thank you so much for coming on my club again i'm excited one, to catch up and also introduce you even more so to my audience Thank who you. might not have seen like everything that we did last mm-hmm. year um, with the show being on ESPN. But I want to catch up because I feel like your career in general, even since we last talked, has just skyrocketed. I've been seeing your stories like breaking or uh, whoever's like retweeting you like yeah. via Jordan Schultz. So tell me about some of the stories. Thank that you you've so broken much. this year.
0: When I first came to this show a year and I guess it was a year and a half ago, basically, yeah, I I was still in the uh, somewhat infancy stages of becoming the insider. So two years ago, exactly two years ago, I was basically doing three or four different jobs at once. I was like covering the NBA, but not really. I was I had been writing college basketball features. I was interested in the NFL, interested in the draft. I didn't really have, my compass was all over the place. I was a little rudderless. I got really close with my guy, Max Kellerman, okay. who, because our daughters were in the same class, same school, and they oh, were best cool. friends. Uh, Mira is his daughter, my daughter's is Ren, and now they're nine, but they became really close at like five and six, and I started to become really friendly with Max, and we watched boxing together, and uh, he had me on first take, and I really, I really liked him personally. And one day we were having a beer um, and he said to me, you know, I got to be honest with you. I think he was very honest. Uh, he said, I think you're a really talented guy, but we don't really know where to put you. You're, you're a bit of a generalist. You don't yeah. really have one role you're doing. And the producers necess- don't necessarily think of you with A, B, or C. They just put you like in this big box and mm-hmm. it's, it's actually hurting you. And I thought this whole time, Rachel, that everything I was doing was helping me. Right. Being able to be like a jack of all trades or a utility player. But it was, I think it was hurting me because nobody really, if if there was a breaking story about this player or this team or this league, I wasn't necessarily going to be the call because I was doing all these other things too. So it was confusing. And so I, I, I really took it to heart and realized that I had to pick one. And mm-hmm. it was a really difficult decision in the sense that I had put in a lot of time with the other sports. Basketball was actually my first love, not football. I played basketball my whole life. And I made the decision, though, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go NFL. Basketball was, was dominated by woes and chomps. And, uh, and, and I got respect from my guy, Chris. And I just decided I got to move into the NFL full time and start to cultivate more relationships within football. Mm-hmm. So I started to do that going into the free agency cycle of twenty twenty two. And then what happened was over the summer, like August, September, I ended up signing with Bleacher Report. I saw that. Which was a, which was big for me. Yeah. You know, I've 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 loved their platform for so long and been been a big fan and, and so when they were interested, I was interested. Yeah. And so um that was obviously a, a a big plus and you know, just continued to push. But I told you the Gronk story last time, I think. The the one story recently that happened was was one of the biggest I've ever had was the Russell Wilson. I don't know if, if you saw this one, but um, it was like Christmas Day or maybe the 26th. This is like three weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, Russell Wilson gets benched. That was not the story that I wanted because I, I knew that this was percolating and I knew there was a really decent chance. I thought there was a good chance he was going to get benched. That was not the story. I knew everyone was going to have that story. The story I wanted – was what happened and how did this happen. Right. And so, you know, Russell Wilson, they had one five in a row. He was playing pretty good football. He had, I think he had, uh, he was basically top ten in every quarterback category. But then he gets benched after they lose to New England, and they're still technically in the playoff hunt. Right. And so it was an entire day. Of, and I was on vacation with my family. It was Christmas vacation. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it was an entire day of locking myself in the room. It was beautiful outside. Uh, I don't even think I ate, just drank water. <laughs> I was on the phone for the, I, I think, eight hours, like phone calls, yeah. which is not, you know, it's not great. And then at the same time, I was also locked out on my Twitter. I got hacked. Seriously? Seriously, I got hacked on Wait, Twitter. Wait, how
1: does that happen, though? You I got- don't know. You have to have, like, the two-factor, all have, the things, I, right? So you I'm, didn't have it? I'm
0: an absolute okay, joke. That's, that's I didn't, didn't really have 2FA. <laughs> that's
1: such a Everyone joke. that
0: says that to me, like, are you kidding me? Right. It's, a, it's really embarrassing. Yeah, it's so,
1: difficult to hack nowadays because there's so many different steps.
0: Yeah, you need to have the – if you have the 2FA, <laughs> and I think unless you have the physical phone, it's really hard to get hacked. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes – it's not always the case, but sometimes the tweet is, is only, like, a f- small fraction of it. That's right. only that's what's going to last 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Right. But the deep story of what really happened and this goes to me really wanting to empower players. What happened with Russell Wilson? So I learned that on October 20 on October 29th, they win against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He has a good game, throws a couple touchdowns or three touchdowns. They beat the Chiefs. 2 days later on Halloween, he gets approached by the Broncos, Sean Payton. They tell him uh we need you to defer your $37 million injury guarantees to the season after. And if you don't, we're going to bench you and make you inactive the rest of the season. So they, they threaten him. And he says, no. Wait.
1: I don't, wait. Explain, okay, so, explain that like I'm a five okay. year old.
0: So Well, this is what I had to explain like I was a two year old because <laughs> yeah. there's so much language in here. And I'm you know, not a lawyer. What happened was when he signed with the Broncos, he yeah. negotiated, and that was a massive contract. He negotiated a, an injury guarantee. Basically, if something were to happen like an Alex Smith injury, if he had a catastrophic knee problem or knee injury, an ACL, um, if he could never walk again, if he could never play again, he had $37 million guaranteed in injuries so that he would be taken care of from the, from the team. And they negotiated that not only in good faith, but it was in the contract between the Broncos and Russ. Right. So when that happened, you fast-forward now two years, and Sean Payton's there, new head coach, and maybe he's not happy with how Russ is playing, but they actually have this big win. They're midway through the season. It's not even November. And they go to him, and they tell him, if you don't waive this injury guarantee, or sorry, if you don't defer it a year down the road to 2024 or 2025, Mm -hmm. not only are we going to bench you, but we might just make you inactive for the remainder of the season
1: because basically if he if he got hurt then he wouldn't get it if he deferred it is that what they yes, that's what he was worried about
0: yes and also he yeah yes that's what he's worried okay, about got it and you know i think the, the most extreme example is like an Alex Smith or a Joe Theismann where your 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 career is threatened your your life yeah. is threatened to a degree but even if he had a catastrophic knee injury or a really bad shoulder injury whatever it is, he still wanted to be protected yeah, and of football course. is a violent game. He's the quarterback and, he's and getting
1: older too.
0: He is getting older. He's in his mid thirties. And he said, no, right. Which was what every player would do. Right. He said, no. So now over the course of the next six weeks, eight weeks, they're threatening him every week. Nobody knows this. The fans don't know this, but they're going to him saying, uh, we got to talk to you. Yeah. And he's thinking every week I might just get benched. Um, so even if they're not threatening him every week, I should say they're they're they're, they're teasing it, and right. Sean Payton's meeting with him behind closed right. doors, unbeknownst to the fans. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if his teammates knew about this. Yeah, and they're telling him, um, and, and so he's he's now playing under the guise of I might get benched this week. Is is today? Is this the meeting where I'm going to get benched? And I didn't know this was going on at the time, mm-hmm. but I knew stuff was getting bad, and then. They rattle off a couple big wins. I think they had won five in a row. They won a couple primetime games. They, they beat Cleveland, Minnesota. And then they lose to the Pats, which was a really bad loss yeah. because New England was out of it. And that essentially derailed their playoff hopes. And that's when Sean Payton finally came to him, George Payton, the GM, and they said, now you are benched because you didn't defer. Now, they're not going to tell him that, but that's why he was benched. Right. And so this is the story I'm navigating this entire day, trying to understand the language now, because now you also have the NFLPA getting involved. Right. it's a it's a story that goes way beyond just football, and uh, ultimately, um, Wilson is benched for the rest of the year. I think it was two or three games left. But so I'm I'm on the phone. I'm also writing it up, and I'm um, I'm locked out of Twitter. Right <laughs> now, Sean Payton has a. I know he has a uh, 2:30 Mountain Time press conference.
1: Oh, so and I have, trying to beat that. I
0: have to beat that.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> That's,
0: so it's not like, you know, under, normally maybe I would try to get out by the end of the day. Yeah. Maybe you dump a Sunday morning story before the games. Right. But this, considering it's Russell Wilson, it's Sean Payton, he has the presser at 2.30. He speaks once a week. This is he, it.
1: Yeah, because he could also, like maybe not lie, but spin it in a way to make it seem like.
0: Well, he did. He yeah. did. We, we were, we're not we're not satisfied with the way he's playing.
1: Exactly. They didn't
0: mention anything about right. the injury right. guarantees, which was again thirty seven million dollars. And a lot of folks have said to me, "Well, Russell Wilson's rich anyway." That's not necessarily the point. The point is, you negotiated this. It's it is a tremendous amount of money, and um, as a player, this is your right. And it was in the contract. Right. The Broncos had no right. They can ask him, but. To make him pay for it, essentially, is is really wild. And so anyways, I finally get back into Twitter after (laughs) I think I was two or three days of a hack. And so I got back in just in time. That's good. I think within 20 minutes to spare. Jeez. And I had written up. so That's
1: actually, though, it might have been a blessing in disguise. because Well, because if you would have put out your story like two hours earlier and the coach would have seen, he could have also... Spun like, it. he didn't have enough time to change what he was going to talk about. You that,
0: know what I mean? That actually might be true to think about it like that. That's not a bad point. Yeah. So, I'm on the phone with, like, everyone at X. I'm on the phone with learning about Russell Wilson. I'm typing on my phone, letting BR know. I'm going to go live on BR. I'm going to go live on Fox Sports uh, or FS1. I'm gonna, All these different shows. And uh, I finally get it out just in time. Like right when he's going up to yeah. the press conference. And then the phone just erupts. And what surprised me was the litany of NFL teams reaching out saying, this is, it was by and large incredibly positive. Even the teams oh, cool. were really positive.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but what was really surprising to me was how many NFL teams reached out saying, this happens all the time with much less known players. And it's good that you're bringing a light to it because, um, it's it's not a story that's told often, you know. When it's when it's a a guy who's, you know, barely on the roster or maybe a a backup player or even a fringe starter, you don't hear about it because the money's so much less significant. Of course, and the team keeps it in house, and so even that some of the teams that were, it might not have been advantageous for this type of story to get out. Mm -hmm. They they were saying like. Really good job. Like, that's real investigative reporting. It's yeah, it was a real story.
1: Well, it it also just like sheds light on contracts. And I think, you know, obviously, me being more of like an NBA niche, a lot of this stuff with NBA players, like, their contracts are guaranteed. They are. And I've always thought it was so interesting with the NFL because it is such a more like violent sport, and the lifespan of your career in the NFL is a lot shorter than even the average NBA player. So, to me, it is kind of crazy because you don't even have to have the worst injury in the world for that to be the end of your career if you have a ACL injury at the Mm. wrong time and you're easily replaced that's the end of your career like good luck trying to get you know on another team like it is very disposable so I feel like the the contracts again good on you that you're able to figure out those details but that is something like I can't imagine how many guys have just you know been benched or not played, or, or had an injury, or taken what they said, like defer that injury, and gotten injured that season, and then been shit out of luck, you know? Uh,
0: that's so absolutely. I mean, listen, I don't know how we're at the point in 2024 yeah. where NFL contracts are not guaranteed. Yeah. You have right. signing bonuses. Right. Um, oftentimes, you have a, a significant signing bonus, but the contract is not guaranteed. Right. So when a quarterback signs for, let's just pick a round number, $100 million, oftentimes, it's really forty. 30 50 that's guaranteed but the other half or 70 percent of it right. can be completely eradicated and that's what's really really difficult um about the nfl
1: are you getting something
0: Is um
1: also if we need to because you're in your twitter account now we have two factor we do authentication on now so if you need to do anything during this interview go for it
0: um this is small. It's just a co- a coaching uh, a, a a potential um, assistant coach for the NFL. I'll, I'll show I'll show it to you.
1: So, how many unread text messages do you have in your phone
0: right now? Is good. Right now is uh, only fifty one.
1: Oh, great! Which
0: is really good. Yeah by the end of the day i think that'll balloon to like 130 150 so yeah you know
1: is it hard to keep up you're pretty quick at responding to people though even me when i asked you to come on the show again well,
0: you're, you're Rachel i'm
1: not a huge news story though
0: <laughs> i was ecstatic to come back on um i am pretty quick normally
1: do you want to see mine is it it's pretty bad
0: let me see <laughs> oh my gosh You'll never, ever be able to recover all those. No. Can you say that on the camera? So I have
1: 2086 unread messages. But it's different. Okay. So when I'm expecting a text from someone, I'm normally very quick. If it's something, if it's like from someone I haven't seen in a while, or it's like almost like if I'm expecting it, I'm good. If I'm not expecting it, that's where I fumble because I'll just be doing something and if it's something that's not like urgent I'm like oh I'll get back to it and then I forget
0: I, I you know what I mean I do that all the time yeah do you think if you don't get back to it then you never get back to it though so then that person has to reach out a second or third time
1: so my good friends all know yeah like if I'm not responding just hit me again or call me because I'm not, it's not like a malicious thing I don't yeah. try to ghost people I don't yeah. any of that unless I there's maybe like a very few that I'm like am trying to
0: yeah. not talk to,
1: <laughs> but for the most part, yeah. So those hit me again, or I'll get back to it. Sometimes it does take me a couple of days, and I'm like, oh, I like scroll back to someone I needed to text. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't respond to them. Let me get back to them. But
0: that's 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 a nice way of saying, um, like it's not the most important, but it's kind of important because I'm gonna get back later.
1: Yeah, I like, feel like
0: I feel like you did that too. Nice. No,
1: no. Did I?
0: No, not at all. Oh, okay. All. I, was saying,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, because this was very important.
0: Or maybe it's not time sensitive. And so you think I can give back 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah, but then, then if
1: I forget, yeah. because if I'm in the middle of doing something, I don't want to like change that train of thought. That's fair. I feel like family, like my mom, I always have to get back to my mom because she will worry about my safety. If I don't get back to my mom, like okay, in a that's, timely that's manner, fair. she'll call the police. And um, then obviously my boyfriend yeah. as well. But we like talk on the phone yeah. and we text also so R- you know, she yeah she like uh <laughs> i
0: missing missing person report yeah how long is she uh, 18 minutes yeah
1: right. <laughs> like, or if my mom can't see my location because we should oh location, the geolocation yeah yeah
0: then she that's fair though yeah
1: she'll be like oh i'm ner-, like one time this is like going completely off topic but one time my flight got canceled And it was an early morning flight. So I went to the airport and then went back to my hotel room because I was so exhausted. Because I was like, what are my flights? Like, cancel. I have to take another one. And went back to sleep. um, And she was like looking at my location. She's like, oh, she's still at the hotel. And then she was calling me and I didn't respond for a few hours because I was sleeping. And in her mind, that I'm getting these like crazy text messages, like, please just tell me you're okay. She like, in her mind, she thought like,
0: your mom's amazing. Somebody
1: like murdered me yeah, and I'm got, like you, still you
0: in the You hotel. got kidnapped like, at, the, yeah. at, the, at the Motel 6. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad, Rachel. Yeah. You but need to respond to your mother. I do. Don't Pretty worry. Sure she's not. I do. That's nice. Um, yeah. So anyway. anyways, the NBA, the, the contract system is way better. Um, oftentimes in the NFL, you don't want a long-term deal. You want three or four. So here, here's the most basic way to – if you're a first-round pick in the NFL – Yeah. The team who drafts you, let's say you get drafted, we're in New York. Let's say the Giants draft you in the first round. They technically have five potential years of having control over your contract. There's a, after three years, you're extension eligible. After the fourth year, you can pick up an option. There's five potential years. Okay. And then even more so, you can get tagged. You see what's happened with Saquon. He got tagged last year. If you get tagged, you have no control. The tag is set a set amount. I think it was 10.3 million for running backs last year. He can't play anywhere else. He, it's a really tough scenario. So oftentimes, you want to, by the time you are a free agent, let's mm-hmm. say you're 26, 27, you don't want to sign a five-year deal. You want to sign a three-year deal because right. you want to get another deal when you're 29 or 30 as opposed to like 32, 33. Right. And that might be your only big deal, only right. opportunity to cash in. Plus, the contracts are not guaranteed. Right. The NFL is an ownership-driven league. Yeah. The NBA yeah. is a players-driven league.
1: Yeah, which I think... In some ways in the NBA, some things have gone out of control when it comes to players because yeah. it's it's different from the NFL in a sense where like if a player is unhappy, they are out, they can be outwardly spoken on like, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And then that is like, yes, it's good for the player. It's not sometimes not good for fans, though. The player when empowerment. You, yeah. When your player is moving from team to team. And I've even noticed that like just working in the NBA for as long as I can. It's hard to really get behind one organization, and it might be a big organization if the players keep changing every single year or your star guys coming in and out. You know, like Golden State Warriors are an easy team to yeah. get behind. Yeah. Cause it's been that same core group. The Bucks yeah. are is another thing, like with Giannis there yeah. for as long as he's been there. Miami Heat's like another one that's like maybe easier to get behind, but I feel I see both sides, and I'm not saying that it's like wrong for these players to be able to control their destiny and they also have families and they want to get the most money and they want to make the most out of their time on the court Um, but
0: but don't you feel like a lot of younger fans are just fans of players now anyway not necessarily uh not necessarily like freaking uh let me take this really quick yeah go for it hey jay is this urgent (laughs) oh i gotta let me let me hit you back in a little bit i'm recording but i i thought it might be something with uh with somebody in las vegas See, that, that, that's a call that that I took because he's a good friend of mine, but also thought it might have been a news thing. Got it. So I really needed to.
1: Is your sure. wife cool with you always having to be on the phone?
0: The phone's tough, man. I, it's n- tough
1: for, like, any relationship yeah. at this point. but.
0: Well, I don't even, like, I don't I, – I have separated myself from it to a degree. What I've noticed is – my phone time has actually my screen time has gone down from double digits to now like, you know, even anywhere from like 7 to 9 a day, which is really low because this isn't the craziest time. It's starting to ramp up with coaches and GMs, but mm-hmm. it's not as crazy, and so I just I I have to separate from it because I want quality time with the kids. Yeah. And and her. Um it's been a really tough uh balance, but I definitely have gotten better. I don't want to say I'm tried. I've gotten a lot better at it <laughs>
1: Yeah. because I
0: don't want to, I, I'm not, I can't live like that. Like if you can, there's more power to you. I just can't. Yeah. It's not how I, I just can't operate like that. You know, there was a, th- th- you're not going to be able to get every single story yeah. if you want to have some type of balance in your life. Right. And I've just accepted it. I was at perfect example is last weekend I was at um, uh, the ice rink. My son was playing hockey at a game. He scored his first goal. I was right there on top of the ice for it. There was a story that was relatively sizable <laughs> that I missed. Okay. Because it actually had my phone on me, but I didn't have it on vibrate. I wasn't even, it, was, it wasn't a time necessarily I thought it would happen. And I just missed it. And my initial reaction was like, you know, like, I yeah. really wish I wouldn't have missed that. But I got over it really quickly because I, if I was on the phone, I know I would have missed his goal. And I just had to accept it, and yeah. it was, it was something that uh, was worth missing. So,
1: have you ever heard that phrase um, where it's like, "Will it be important in nine minutes? Will it be important in nine months, nine or nine days, nine yeah. months, nine years?" Different iterations like, of that. Yeah, and like that's how, because I've had to think back on that sometimes too. Like, if I miss something or something goes wrong, um, it's like, okay, is it important? in nine minutes yes is it important in nine days some probably not you know mm, what i mean nine months nine no months way. right so i think in your sense you could think of it like that as well because you will get another story There will be
0: yeah
1: uh, i don't know unless this was this was no, a no. once in a lifetime thing no, but it def- yeah usually your son's you know what that's will probably be important in nine years his first goal yeah. yeah
0: and um you asked about my wife the conversations are often like um it'll be like, do you really need to be on right now? And usually the answer is no. Yeah. Actually almost always the answer is no. Um, and if it's yes, then you know, it just have to deal with it. But I've also gotten better at like, if I know I really have to be on the phone, I might just purposely stay home for maybe there's an activity like going to go see a play or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just stay home. Yeah. Because I know that I'm going to be having to be on the phone and you can't really be on the phone at a play or a movie. Right. Uh, that doesn't happen very often, but that has happened. And usually it's beneficial because, um, I have to focus and hopefully it's done by the time they come home, but I need to be available. Yeah. I also, it's a, like you, you said when we talked earlier this week, you said, you know talk someone about your background. And I mean, I don't really like, I don't promote it, but I also am very, I'm keenly aware of how I grew up and the fortunate just how fortunate I was. Not having to worry about about food about education um, yeah about family travel and i was exposed to so much at such a young age and i don't think i knew how important it was at the time but looking back now mm-hmm. i really understand how important it was to be able to adapt to different scenarios and to be sophisticated or try to be open you know my parents used to be like you're here you need to be here. They always just, because all, all I wanted to do was play basketball and like, not yeah. the girls. But, <laughs> so they would always try to, you know. Right. I would like not go, I remember like they went to Greece when I was in eighth grade. And I didn't go because of like a preseason jamboree. Yeah. You know, they went to Spain when I was a sophomore in high school. I didn't go so I could watch a football game on TV.
1: Well, that's actually really funny that you say your parents were telling you to be like this because my dad's thing, like when I was in a basketball game or when literally anything, he would always tell me to do this. Like focus, put your blinders on, like keep moving forward, like tap in. And I feel like that's helped me a lot in my career. But I was the same thing. Like I missed a lot because I was, you know, dribbling in the backyard.
0: Like when you're not going to... Was it like a party or a dance or something?
1: Every time, yeah.
0: But like you go to prom or homecoming. Yeah,
1: I mean, my parents also like we we weren't going over on overseas vacation. Okay, but see, so maybe uh, it was like less like big things. But homecoming,
0: I, you, it's not like you'd miss that. I stuff. went to homecoming, yeah. yeah
1: so or like
0: uh, we had um, what was the one? Um, we had a dance. Actually, this is so. So I'm I'm, I'm about to turn 38. So I graduated high school before. four. And this, this dance was probably 2002, so let's say it was 20-something years, years ago. We had a dance called Rob the Cradle, which looking back...
1: That's like such an awful name.
0: And it was seniors would ask sophomores and juniors... And it was only... Um, they could ask... Juniors would ask freshmen and seniors would ask sophomores.
1: That's it's an insane name right? for a dance. It's called Rob the Cradle. It's insane.
0: And I, got, I remember I got asked by a girl I had a massive crush on. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah and she was a junior, or maybe, no, I was a sophomore. She was a senior. Okay. She was like home, one of the home, whatever, you know, and it was a big deal. Yeah. And um, my friend was like, well, I didn't get asked yet, and we have, we have a basketball game in the morning. We, we can't go. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going with her. <laughs> like, I, you know, it was like the one time I was yeah. like, I'm definitely going like, to go. like, I'm definitely focused yeah. with basketball, focus unless there's a cute girl. Yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. there. So I did. Um, she so ended funny. up... Uh, uh, I don't think she, I don't think it, I would say the the dance went like great for me, but <laughs> I definitely was not going to miss that one.
1: I can't get over the name. That's actually Rob the Cradle.
0: It, was, it yeah. was, it's the one thing I look back on <laughs> about my high school that truly was. I can't believe that I even happened. Yeah. Like it, at what point was Rob the Cradle like banned? Like probably like 0, 07 Yeah. Or oh nine. They were like, we got to get a new name. That's so funny. But uh, <laughs> no, I was so, I was so. Um, exposed at such a young age also for those who don't know and you know i don't these are all things i don't really talk about but you know we're we're good friends and i'll just you know when, when i was a uh, when i was in eighth grade eighth or ninth grade my dad bought the sonics which i i don't know if we've talked about
1: i don't think so but we've uh, obviously talked about starbucks i yeah. got a matcha today nice on postmates so it was a little more expensive than when you go into the store that was probably like <laughs> eight bucks yeah, but it was like thirteen to get it here. Like wow. thirteen Plus total. 10. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's so delicious. So it is good. I get a like a little scoop of chai in there also, so it's matcha with chai. It's really good. Anyway, it, so it is sugary though. That's is, fine. Yeah, it's sugary. It's Quartzite club day. We
0: get yeah, yeah. a little sugar. <laughs> oh. I like this too, this uh, We're gonna get there. I'm definitely gonna try it because I see it's uh, sugars sugar is not too bad. Um so he bought he he bought the Sonics when I was in um I think it was officially when I was in eighth grade. And I remember he – he, uh, we were driving home from school. It was probably from a practice, and he picked me up from school, and, and then he he said, I, I really need to talk about something important. And we got to the driveway, and he proceeded to tell me what he was about to do, which I had no idea about at the time. And so I – that's when I think for me learning about the players really started yeah. because as I, I was coming of age 13 to 21, I think he had the team, 13 to 20. Um and I was seeing firsthand how poorly the players, and also my dad, were treated, especially by the local press. And when I was that young, it was really hard to see that, especially with my you dad. Were,
1: you were also meeting a lot of players, too. We talked about yeah. it last time because your dad had these relationships, mm-hmm. and your Shaq story, which I would love for you yeah, to tell again, that's yeah. someone you've been close with yeah. since you were a kid. So I'm sure just like knowing them on a personal level and then – Understanding the business enough, yeah, when you're that young, yeah, it probably like hit a little harder.
0: The, there were so many times where a report would get out that w- w- was a half truth or yeah, um, not true at all, and it would paint either my dad or one of the players really poorly, mm-hmm. and that was really difficult because as I got older, I became really close to the ages of the players, mm-hmm. and so you know we'd have a lot of guys over. I think, did I tell you the Ray Allen story? Oh, I don't think so. Ray Allen broke my nose.
1: No, I didn't. Yeah. What?
0: Yeah, Ray Allen broke my nose. We were, <laughs> Wait, this is, how this did is, that happen? Th- but these are the types of things that like, are so – the experience is so crazy that I don't even really talk about it. I rarely talk about it because I just feel it's um, – tr- I'm trying to separate myself from that and, and from my dad. But this is a good story. When I was a freshman in college, we uh, – we had Ray over to the house, and we had a half court, and this is in Seattle, and uh, we were playing cutthroat, which is like rotating one-on-one, and- You are playing
1: one-on-one with Ray Allen? Yeah,
0: it, it, it's kind of <laughs> like you could say, it was kind of like you could say- uh, Wait,
1: this story keeps getting better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're playing 21, playing 21 with and Ray Allen. Yeah, I'm
0: talking shit, and I, and I think I had game point, and- uh,
1: Against Ray Allen?
0: Well, there was multiple people. Okay, okay, okay. So I had probably scored on him once or twice. Ray yeah, wasn't yeah, a yeah. great defender. <laughs> he wasn't taking this that seriously.
1: Also yeah, you're playing on concrete. Okay. And I
0: was also in phenomenal shape and I was like, you know, going to my sophomore year of college, I was probably like one eighty five and I was I was a good player. I was talking shit. I started a yap and I said something along the lines of Ray, um, You're not gonna lose in front of your family, are you? (laughs) I said it just like that. I was like, "You're gonna lose to me."
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, "Right, this is this is low even for you." I mean, you're Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. And he was like, fuck you." (laughs) And I was like, "Okay." And so I I'll never forget. I I, he finally like really locked up. Yeah. I missed a a bad shot, and then it was his ball, and we check up, and I immediately sensed like a. A change. He like went stone cold. Right. And I was, you know, trying to like killer
1: instinct. Yeah, I was trying
0: to lock up and like really contest him and he didn't even take a dribble. What he did was he he swept through, he ripped through. And when he ripped through with he had sharp elbows, he literally shattered my nose. Completely broken. (laughs) In like two places. Yeah. Blood gushing. Have to go to the emergency room. (laughs) You know what he did after? He sent me There was a system called PSP, PlayStation Portable. Yeah, and he sent me a PSP with NBA Live, but he was on the cover. And he called me (laughs) subsequently once a month or every few weeks for like the next couple months. And I, every time I've seen Ray since, he always does the same thing. He points at his nose. He, he, like, points. Oh, my God. And he laughs. So I it love it kind of like,
1: it was like, here's a gift. Sorry for breaking your nose, but also remember who you're playing one-on-one with next time because Absolutely. I'm on the cover. Absolutely. <laughs> like that was a humble
0: pie, 100%. There was also times that. where, like, you know, um, when when Rashard Lewis was negotiating his extension, there were articles coming out that were negative, And meanwhile, he's, like, at the house all the time, and they were talking all the time, him and Howard, and never really got contentious. And he was probably like 24 and maybe I was 20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so we were friendly. We'd play horse at the house and, and, and watch games. And I just remember seeing like Rashard's getting trashed in the media yeah, about like how contentious things are. And it wasn't. And not like that at least. And so that started opening my eyes of if I can ever get in the position to help players, yeah, I want to tell their stories. And that was, I think, a good example of why that Russell Wilson story was so important to me because I knew how fucked up it was and I knew there was yeah. a bigger story to tell and I also knew it, it was timely it was every all these elements into it so yeah. that's probably in many ways why I do what I do now even though, even though at the time um, I didn't know how it would play out but now that's it's very it's like crystal clear to me
1: Do you want to spill some tea?
0: Yeah, what is this? Okay, so this is
1: Moby tea. Cheers. Yeah. Crack it open right next to the the mic so we can hear it time to spill the tea Let's Spill it with mobby tea i have a straw because i have lipstick on
0: oh that's very good um that's it's, very it, good it's healthy also yeah i see that
1: i love mobby tea caffeine free but it still gives you a little little that kick yeah that you
0: need. this is this is excellent really nice caribbean
1: new fan um we talked about all the stories that you broke in about players but you also broke a story this year about a certain celebrity did you not which one taylor
0: oh yes i did i <laughs> forgot about that taylor
1: swift how, how do you forget about that story I, she's one of the biggest headlines she, in the the, biggest. N, the yeah. biggest in nfl history
0: you're absolutely right so um, tell
1: us about the story right how do how do we even begin right getting so okay any so, insight into taylor Swift's well life? I,
0: so it became um evident that her and her and travis were at least talking because he went on his pod and we we, we started to get speculation. It started to ramp up mm-hmm. and I started to just ask questions about what's going on here. Not really knowing how real it was, um, but believing that there was certainly some smoke there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it wasn't like it's tough because it's not like the investigator It's not really like the NFL insider. It's, This was like a whole nother dimension, like you said, a pop culture. Yeah. But it was transcending the NFL. As you know, it took over the league for like a month. And I think for me, I noticed that this was a story that had bigger ramifications than just like uh, an NFL transaction. So I I started to ask questions and I I learned she was going to be there at Arrowhead and uh, for her debut appearance, her first
1: game, yeah, right
0: in Travis Kelsey's. Body. So I knew all week or four or five days ahead of time, and I had to sit on it. And I wait, think, why? Well, because there were security issues, and what Got if it. she cancels? There was just all kinds of right. question marks, and also like it wasn't. It was I was I was uh, beyond my skis. I was out of my depth. This wasn't something I really like. I don't know Taylor Swift. My daughter's obsessed with her. I don't really have any uh, business like uh, pretending like I know. So I really wanted to be patient. But also, I think any person, any insider will tell you that the hardest thing to do is sitting on uh, valuable information, knowing that other people are trying to access it. I
1: get it, yeah.
0: And so I had to wait literally until probably an hour before kickoff.
1: I remember that tweet.
0: Because they wanted, I was told, you have to wait until she's officially in the stadium.
1: Oh. Okay. The,
0: and the biggest thing at that point was security. Yeah. And so I just was waiting and waiting. So now I had is, told Bleacher Report, "This is what's happening. I'm on the story. It. Be you know be on the, be on the lookout." But that it, it was a it was uh it was a huge story
1: that's massive no yeah. so this is coming from the nfl side then right. where i know you're you don't reveal your sources mm-hmm. but it was from the nfl side it wasn't from taylor's team i don't want to say that to. I, I,
0: okay. I i i won't say that there wasn't a little uh a little, little leak little there, there. A little crossover it was a little crossover yeah so i should say that
1: because her pr is tied up tight. they
0: are yeah they are but i had it i had a again i don't know her but i had it i had an in okay um Maybe we can talk about it off camera. I had it an yeah. in. And so I had a little birdie. Okay. And so that's how I was subsequently also able to get the other. I knew she was going to be at the Jets game. I think I had a couple more. Yeah,
1: you did have the Jets so, as well. Yeah. You know.
0: And then the story died down because she was going to so many games. Right. But uh, it was the Bears-Chiefs game. That was the first one that I think took the lid off. And then my phone just blew up with like.
1: That was super like, Of cool.
0: How did you, uh, how do you get that? This is such an odd story um are you sure this can't be true (laughs) yeah it was so many like the russell wilson was like good job investigative (laughs) this one was like this is so this is so odd
1: did you have swifties in your dms
0: i did and also (laughs) um i had people reaching out to me that i didn't know saying like uh you know I'm, i'm a big nfl fan now you know thanks for i love travis kelsey there was also that whole meme thing on tiktok where like girlfriends were talking to yeah. boyfriends and wives mm-hmm. talking to husbands about you know travis kelsey she put like travis kelsey yeah, on the map yeah. yeah and my wife wanted to do that with me i was like this is so stupid yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so fake you know because anyways
1: well then uh pat mcafee actually called you that was that tiktok was so funny he that you
0: posted oh because I, I was in kansas city
1: yeah so you went yes. on his show to like share the news that she was gonna be there yeah. and then he was like okay yeah I'll see you later thanks jordan
0: <laughs> taylor swift Gonna be there tonight or not, Shanti? The last I was told was no, that she had to move her show, and that she wasn't gonna come, and that they were thinking about. I think it was the Raiders game by Christmas oh, okay. for the the parents connect, but that was that was earlier today. She was in South America, right? She's been in South America, Argentina, Brazil, wow. and um, you know Travis was obviously there on his off week, oh, which yeah. was awesome. But uh, the last I heard was that she was not going to be there tonight because she had to move her show around. All right. We appreciate you. Have a great day over there. That's in Kansas. Wait, that's, that's it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yep. And I was like, that's it. So <laughs> You were on for about a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I was actually in Kansas City for Monday Night Football Eagles mm-hmm. Chiefs, and I was in the car with my wife, and we were we had like a few hours to kill, so we went to this awesome museum they have there. We had like three hours, so we were like, let's just go to the museum and walk around. And I think he had texted me. Patty had, had texted me in the morning when I was working out, because I always like to work out uh, day of the game. So because I, I know I'm not I'm gonna be really lazy at eat bad. Yeah. So uh, and I was like uh, telling him what was going on, but he didn't say, "Can you come on?" So I didn't really think anything of it. Oh, okay. And then they they what he sometimes he'll just Facetime me if yeah. if I get a Facetime, I know it's the show. And I'm in, we're in the car going to the museum, and my wife's like, <laughs> "Is that is that what I think it is?" Oh, and I was shoot. like, "Yeah, I, I think it is." so
1: so you didn't know that you're going to be i had no
0: idea that's why i was in the car otherwise i would have probably been in the hotel
1: it was it it gave it a very authentic feel i liked it she
0: didn't want me to put her on but i was like this is too funny yeah and so they're like they're like Mrs. schultz report (laughs) yeah um so that was funny yeah i forgot about that one yeah i just think like i don't know this 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 insider like this is a a crazy yeah it is a 24-7 game and uh you're not going to get every story but it is really fun and is entertaining i love building the relationships and it is a relationship game i think
1: that's what you need and Mm -hmm. i and i think you like even you know you talk about maybe like a more privileged upbringing but you're so like humble and normal and real and i think that's why you're able to build the relationships that you are like you're not you know what i mean It, it to me when i sit down with you it doesn't feel
0: like, like that's my dad
1: like you yeah like <laughs> <laughs> like this is jordan's and like yeah. no it doesn't like i had like it doesn't seem like our childhoods would have been that much different like you're so easy to talk to and so i think like you probably come off as non or at least to me but to everybody else like non-threatening you're not like slimy you're not gonna get give information that people don't want out just so you can get a story but i think doing it may be the slower way to like build up yeah. so when you do get that stuff you know people are like I want to tell Jordan, like I want him to break my news. Yeah, so.
0: that's very kind of you, Rachel, and I no, really I, appreciate that. It is a long game, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like the whole. Um, it's such a nice thing for you to say. Uh, seriously, no, but, I mean it. But it'd be like um, my parents always. You know, it's 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 not a what is it? Not a sprint. You know, it's a, a marathon. Marathon, yeah, yeah a marathon, yeah. not a sprint, or uh, uh, you know, play a long game or uh, yeah. all these like uh, I'd say like Howardisms. You know, yeah. when I was um. I know we're short on time, but I'll tell you one one quick story. Okay. And then and then we get our guy Jared on. Yeah. Uh who's way better than that guy's Jared Fried's awesome? He's amazing. <laughs> um this is a great th- th- this this epitomizes, I think, my childhood and why um I always say I was born on home plate, like not even on third base. Like I went around the bases. Um when I was uh whenever w- even before we had the team, before we had the Sonics. My dad and this is probably where i started to get it from he was all about relationships and he had gotten really friendly with shaq and you know about the shaq starbucks story right yeah i told that one yeah where he said shaq howard, didn't
1: I, buy into starbucks right away
0: he said to howard black people don't drink coffee i can't invest i don't believe in it yeah so that that's always like shaq will tell you that's his biggest regret and then magic ended up
1: investing yeah right and they, they, they did a collaboration meeting.
0: yeah very very smart decision yeah <laughs> so shaq whenever the lakers were in town he would come over to the house before before the game. Like, uh, if they had time, he would come over. But I didn't know. My dad surprised me this time, and I was probably 11 or 12. And I was doing homework in my room, and he did not tell me that Shaq was coming over. So I was just in my room doing, like, math. And all of a sudden, I get a knock. And I was like, what? Was probably, I thought of my mom my dad. And I was like, come in. And... He runs in and jumps on my bed. I'm like here and doing my homework. He, I think he broke part of it. Like it (laughs) it wasn't like totally shattered, right? But it was definitely like big
1: dude jumping on your bed, yeah.
0: And uh, he like hung out with me for an hour. He helped me with my math, which was like I never forget. He was like helping me with multiplication tables. (laughs) He's like eight plus eight is sixty-four. And uh, and then he stayed because they had a. It was an off day. They weren't playing till the next day. So we stayed for dinner, and he ate like a 38-ounce tomahawk steak. And uh, he was unbelievable, the greatest. He was so nice to me. He was like a big brother. And I'll never forget, he ate like an entire cake. Like he literally ate the cake. (laughs) And he was eating chocolate. He was going, look what I can do. And and then we just like fucked around and played Nerf basketball after and then went to the game the next night. And like I would see him at the game, and he gave me a hug and like – these are the types of experiences that, as a kid, I knew were special, but I didn't realize how insane, how insane they were they until yeah. I got older. Yeah. And so that's, again, like, that's why I love the players, like, because the players are people. Yeah. You know, and under that helmet is a person, not a fantasy yeah. football player. So.
1: Last super quick question yeah. before you go. Most famous person in your phone. Is it Shaq?
0: Shaq's up there. Uh, He's up there
1: most famous person if you FaceTime them right now they'd answer
0: oh that's a that's uh wow <laughs> should we we can try let's
1: try it and we'll get Jared teed up
0: <laughs> did you do that one okay because you want an athlete right
1: most famous person that you think would answer oh if you don't have Time to be an them. athlete no
0: what's up big what's up bro well, I'm taping a show and I wanted to tell you that I think your guy's gonna get the gig. A P. I think so. He's the man. So I'm on a show right now, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna reveal who we're we're talking most, Raiders.
1: Most yeah, most famous. This is woman. the most famous person, person on in my, my phone, phone
0: who who I who I really love. Dame Dalla.
1: Hi <laughs> Get a massage. <laughs> That's so funny. Dame Dalla.
0: We're talking Raiders, and I said, "This is the perfect person to call. He loves the Raiders more than anybody in the world. In fact, he knows more about Welcome the Raiders to than the I the do."
1: Courtside Club.
0: I agree. AP is that dude. I hundred percent cool. agree. What did you gonna say?
1: I was like, "Tell him we we gotta wrap the show, but enjoy." Yeah, damn, you
0: are the best, bro. I, I'm so Thanks glad for you joining us. Enjoy the massage. <laughs> I'll love big dog. I'll be in touch <laughs> about AP. Our bro, peace. Was
1: awesome. Jordan, thank you so much. Tell everybody where they can follow you. Find you on socials. Okay,
0: so um, I am uh, on Twitter, at Schultz underscore report. Instagram, Jordan Schultz. TikTok, at real Jordan Schultz, because that's the only one. And I started a YouTube channel, but that's a tough nut to crack. you got to help me on that one. So those are my handles.
1: I got you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rachel. That was awesome. Appreciate you. (laughs)